Dan, why did you get an iPad Pro? Is it okay? Is this the show? <laughs> sure. Why not? Okay. I, I mean, I just hope everybody <laughs> is recording. I'm recording. <laughs> Why did I get an iPad Pro? Well, John, got an iPad Pro because it's you went through because you went through this decision a few weeks back, right? And yeah. it, the decision was between the Pro and the Air, right? Yes, correct. And that decision yeah. was so, made okay. for me by a couple of factors, which is I think it really came down to the price, the pricing. I wanted something larger than was it sixty? Is it sixty four thirty two? Whatever the smallest version of the Air is, the introductory version of the iPad Air. 64 okay and i was like 64 gigs not enough but on the air to jump up you got to go to 256 at which point it's more expensive i believe than the 128 pro and the pro has more features so Uh, like face it's not all right it's close then it's very close it's close yeah i think it's 50 bucks difference okay and at that point i said 50 bucks for a better screen why I'm doing this. I'm opening it up at the price again, and I already have, like, because I've been staring at this for, like, okay. a week now. Better screen, <laughs> more cameras, <laughs> Face ID, Thunderbolt instead of USB-C. Like, it's just all those things together. I was like, that's worth 50 bucks to me, and I don't need 256 gigs yeah. of storage. So the Thunderbolt part is just drives, right? Yeah, it's not that important, but, it, again, it's yeah. like a future-proofing thing, right? It's like, who knows? Yeah. Maybe you want Thunderbolt. Yeah. Especially if you're in the EU. See, I'm, th- I'm thinking, I'm leaning the other way, though. Which is fair. Okay, so the, hey. so center stage, center stage. This has been a big thing within the past week. Center stage will only or, or stage manager, stage manager yes. will only run on uh, M one, M one. Yeah, and I have a 2018 iPad Pro, so okay. that is not an M one, obviously. So if I want to run stage manager, which mm-hmm. I'm interested in doing, I got to buy a new iPad. Sure. Okay. So my choice is between an iPad Pro, yep, or an iPad Air. And, you know, it'd be the 128 gigabyte iPad Pro, which is 800 bucks, or the 256 gigabyte iPad Air, which is 750 bucks. Is you just don't want to spend the extra 50 bucks? I don't. Well, I mean, I'd rather not. Sure, given, sure. But at know, that point, you're spending... Be, all things being equal, they're not They're not equal, of course. There are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just always feel $750 at that point, spending another 50 bucks. There's no fallacy. Marginal yeah, cost but the thing is, is not high. The thing, the, thing that really, the thing that really irks me about, about this is they're going to probably announce a new iPad Air in the fall. Air or Pro? And then I'm going to be stuck. I mean, it's an iPad Pro. Yeah. And then I'm going to be stuck with an I- with the previous generation iPad Pro that I had just paid full price for. Sure. But you, first of all, you're always going to be stuck within the last generation because yeah. eventually they're always announcing you one. <laughs> you and Planet Earth. I think that'll logically bother me, though. <laughs> mm, Ill- illogically or logically? I will end up with, yeah, yeah one way or the other. Six of one, half a dozen either. Um, I will uh, have twice the storage space. Sure. I don't care about the, I don't care about face ID that much, honestly. I mean, touch ID would be f- perfectly fine with me. Have you used the touch ID on the little sleep wake switch? I thing? haven't. Yeah, I think it sucks. Have you? No, I haven't used it. Do I you really? It sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my oldest has it <laughs> and it's just annoying because like normally I don't wake up my iPad that way, right? I wake up my iPad by tapping the screen and then it's just up. So I'm not using that button all that often. So mm-hmm. it's annoying that now to unlock it, I've got to so you obviously just train yourself to unlock it that way instead. So I guess it's not a huge deal, but I don't know. I always, especially to your point, it's going to be outdated within seconds of buying as soon as you drive it off the lot. And <laughs> I, so Perfect. my instinct is always to buy the most powerful locked in iOS or really just Apple device that I can get at the time. Like, because that way it'll last the longest. 
because you're not going to replace it anytime soon once you do this either way yeah right yeah that's true i mean i keep ipad i mean this is the last one i've had for four years almost right i mean if you if you buy a new ipad now and they come up with a new ipad pro in the fall you're suggesting you will not feel bad about that Molts always feels bad. Let's be clear. They will. I'm sure they will. No, and even if I buy an iPad Air, yeah, that's what I said. If you buy either one that you buy, they will come out with an because I will. I will still have the current iPad Air. I will have saved the the new iPad Pro will be better than the iPad. Okay, that's fine. All right, (laughs) it's fine. It's fine. Different different strokes for different folks. I know. I know. I mean, I'm not sure that it all makes sense, but I mean, because you, in theory, you could sit there thinking I would have had the choice between this one if I, you know. Anyways, it's fine. Do, do you do molts? Yeah, true. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say, well, I mean, this, but all of, yeah. So this is why I, I've been staring at this for a week because I can't, <laughs> I can't figure out what the, how to thread this dumb needle. The that good I'm, news is if you stare at it for a few more weeks, they'll come out with a new iPad and your problem solved. <laughs> I, I'm, honestly, molts, I, I want you to have a new iPad, but is it worth waiting till you see people's real world experiences with center stage with stage manager before you decide? Center stage, man- center stage manager, please. Yeah. Center stage manager. Center stage. <laughs> well, I mean, at the same time, could you, uh, the, the OS update won't be out till the fall either. I mean, so are you, how invested are you in running the beta? I guess is the question. Well, I was thinking I would probably, I will probably install it when the public beta comes out, which is not going to be. This is kind of one. hilarious. Moltz is like, I want to play with the new thing <laughs> as soon as I can. What's the cheapest device <laughs> I, I can do it with? <laughs> I get it. Exactly. <laughs> and you're not even getting paid to write about it. <laughs> So <laughs> well i might be. maybe you should maybe i guess the answer is i'll install the beta and then you wait for me to tell you whether it's awesome or it sucks <laughs> you install the beta and send me your ipad that's there we go just ask james he'll tell you now i did ask james actually the other day because i'm doing i'm debating putting it on my ipad and i asked how buggy it was and yeah he said stage manager is pretty buggy. I think I'm leaning towards waiting. I think I'm leaning towards waiting. I mean, you can never I go wrong by I waiting. I, guess I have, Why I haven't done it. Because I don't like either of these options, particularly. Neither, neither of them is perfect, for sure. And I think... I think <laughs> well, what is both, option three? Don't perfect. buy anything? <laughs> they're both imperfect enough that I will wait for the... You need more, more data. Update to the iPad Pro. Which Mark Gurman, I think, said this weekend is coming this fall. For my birthday. For your birthday. That's why it's <laughs> in November. Small. Yeah. Thank you for helping me. No. <laughs> did we? <laughs> or did we just? Or did we? Can we I all think just? So I think so. I think I. I actually think like talking it through. I think I. I think I'm going to wait. Can we all just agree that you need help? Like that's where we're. That we're starting from there. <laughs> well, isn't that what this podcast is for? <laughs> I consider it's a therapy session each week. Yes. It's not quite a self help. Yeah, it's for a me, mostly. other people yeah. help you. <laughs> So if nobody's installed any of the betas on any of their devices is what I'm taking away from this. You mean nobody on this podcast? I'm sure people I, have in general. Nobody on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, Lex. That was, that, that was a useful comment. <laughs> you never know if the listeners are how literal they're taking everything. <laughs> that's so fair. Just, okay, fair. I retract my since statement. Since we do talk about the Apple world at large, yeah, let's just be... The angry, the angry questions to Rebound Prime, which mm-hmm. <laughs> how yeah, dare right. you we, say we nobody has some, installed the beta? We'd have to do some FU. Well, speaking of... Uh, Angry questions rebound prime. Well, but are, are, we, are we even done? No. We're already on the questions. Oh, I, I didn't know there was an assigned time. I, I will wait till you cue me on that. <laughs> you have to play the questions music. Yeah, That's exactly. The que- I, I think there was some FU from last time, and I can't remember. I think I think maybe last time I said that you could not connect a monitor to the iPad Air, but that is not true. 
iPad Air or MacBook Somebody Air? asked if I said that about the uh, the MacBook Air, and I believe I said that about right. the iPad. If you Air. said it, you were wrong, but we're not sure if you <laughs> said right, it. John, we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to do follow up to the follow up exactly. you just issued now. Yeah, yeah, really. No, it doesn't yes. matter. Whatever I said, whatever I said was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> please disregard. Just assume that that's the case. Please disregard but, all of John. Yeah, all you need, all you need is an M1, and you can connect and, and love. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. love is all you need. Yeah, you can connect one, I believe. Some people are still uh, being upset yeah. that you can't connect two onto the M2, but sorry, <laughs> you're out Parker of luck. the Parker Brothers is upset you can't connect four. There's only one port. There's two ports, John. Two ports on the MacBook Air. Do, we have, do you want to issue a correction? I thought we were talking about the oh, iPad the MacBook Air. Air. No, I was talking about the iPad. Jesus Christ, John. <laughs> he said iPad. <laughs> he was, said iPad, and thing, then I thought he corrected like, himself to MacBook, and now I just got very confused. No, no, about no, what no, no, no. Somebody, somebody thought I said MacBook, but I was talking about, I mean, maybe I said that, but that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about the <laughs> iPad Air. This whole show has been stricken from a record. <laughs> let's pause. Let's pause and listen to the entire previous episode. I want to clarify really quick. When we were talking about the iPad Air and the MacBook Air and the ports, there was one port and or two ports, and you can or cannot connect more than one monitor to it. <laughs> I so think that's I'm clear. Cleared that up. That's very clear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys never want to talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> John, we have to know what you want to talk about first. <laughs> Yeah, we do want to talk about it. We just don't understand what it is. That's the problem. You know, it's almost funny that Apple didn't invite us to record a podcast at Apple Park last week. Yeah, isn't it? It's very weird. Yeah. yeah. More offers anybody to interview. It's a, a mystery. It is weird mm-hmm. that they never offer us yeah, anybody yeah, to talk yeah. to. I don't know who could roll with us, though, right? Like, you have to pick someone <laughs> from the uh, Apple executive team. Who would you want to talk to? Oh, it's very, it's very one. illuminating. Oh man! Jesus. I should I have submitted this, is... this via the question? Like? You should have submitted <laughs> this as a question. Yeah, listen to Dan paying. So what do you know? I mean, I think Craig is the most fun person to talk to, probably. But I don't think we're technical yeah. enough for him. No. So like, I don't know. Maybe Jaws. <laughs> Jaws can be kind of snarky. I like Jaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could probably. That's probably the closest that we okay. get. Yeah, well. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I, 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 I think if I was picking anybody, I'd probably want to talk to Tim. You think you want to talk to? See, I, don't, I can't tell if Tim would be an interesting interview or not. Like he's a smart guy, and I just yeah, I think he's yeah. I don't know. I feel I don't think you'd be as fun. I think I'd spend <laughs> the entire time worrying that I was embarrassing myself in front of Tim Cook. Like that would be my entire conversation would be oh, like, sure. oh god, this is too dumb. I would also be worried about Dan embarrassing himself. I, I would. I, no matter who it, no matter who it was, I'd be worried about that. Yeah, but mostly with Tim, that's I just, that's the thing I wouldn't worry about. I think <laughs> Tim would think like I would just be worried that he would be disappointed me, like a dad, right? Like just like oh. Because mm-hmm. what yeah, you really yeah. want with any of these folks, and I can't honestly I showed up for this. I don't even know that that Gruber can really get there through no fault of his own. But it's like you want to get them off talking points, right? What I, what what I'm trying to figure out is yeah. who can I talk to where he can actually get into a conversation? And Tim is the one guy who can't get in trouble, right? Everybody else can at least get yelled at by Tim. Yeah, but right? I think <laughs> Tim is so disciplined. I feel like he'd be much harder to get off talking points than some of the others. Yeah. I agree with that. He's very right. polished, I think. So, anyway, right, so if we want unpolished, then we need Phil. <laughs> yeah, Phil. Uh, Phil's basically retired. You want Eddie? You want Eddie? I was yeah. thinking Eddie. I was actually, yeah, I was thinking Eddie is the probably the the one that might slip up the most. But uh, I think that could be entertaining. I don't think we have anything to talk about with Eddie, but I also feel no. like yeah, it might be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, open invitation. About- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Even if your name is Eddie Why Q not? and you're not that Eddie Q, yeah, we'll take you're you. always welcome here. <laughs> sure. I mean, we tried to get Lex Fridman. <laughs> we did not. True. Very true. Incorrect. Yeah. Incorrect. Well, this is where I would normally either throw to questions or an ad, but again, I'm waiting until Dan Q's okay. me. Okay. Uh, let me just check the clock. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And now we play the, <laughs> the wrong show. We play the, we play the question music. 
Question time. All right. So as we mentioned, we've got a service called Rebound Prime. You can sign up. You can get episodes early. You get a bonus episode literally every week. We've never missed a one uh, since we launched Rebound Prime. And you get the ability to submit questions that we answer here on this very podcast. Listener E-Man writes, so the 50-50 guess on the M2 Mac Mini was a loss at WWDC. I I did predict it. I was wrong. My next question is about the Mac Pro. What are the chances that Apple creates a M2 Kaiju Pro Extreme Mac Pro where they say, screw power efficiency. We're going to make a balls-to-the-wall machine and just kick Intel's and AMD's asses. I mean, I, I pronounced all those words correctly. So if there's a... All right, first of all, first question. If there's an M2-based Mac Pro coming this year, I think it's probably an M1 Ultra still because I don't think they're ready for the M2. The M2 yeah. Mac is going to be an M1 Ultra? Sorry, yeah. I, I, yes, I spent exactly. time overthinking that. Uh, you heard him. The iPad Air runs one we display. Uh, no, uh, I'll, I'll start that thought again. The, if there is a Mac Pro coming this year, I think it runs the M1 Ultra because I don't think the M2 I, is far enough along to get to the I M2 agree, Ultra. and I think that's... I, I, I'm reversing my position of like two weeks ago, which was that they would do an M1 Ultra-based Mac Pro first, and I now think that's wrong and that they're going to wait for the m2 oh you think they're going to wait for the m2 ultra okay so you don't think there's a mac I pro coming so. this year i thought that's well since the m2 is already out but there's no of the none of the mid-range ships like right you think they'll go straight to I the know. ultra and not the pro or the max like no i mean i just don't think it's going to be very soon you think okay all right so because last I time to remind us all that but, all those labels are like made up anyway so i'm probably i'm probably wrong about a new thing is well, what it is i guess my point is this the m1 air first came out in what fall of 2020 and it took almost a year for the the macbook pro versions right the m1 pro and the m1 max to come out yeah i mean certainly possible they've shortened their time frames there although all the problems with supply chain make me think that if anything it may take as long if not longer this time so i don't know i i still think if they wanted to in a mac pro this year it would be an m1 though whether or not they will do one this year i think is a fair question but it's been so long right like they teased it back at that event in march and that suggested to me it was coming sooner rather than later. But it does seem yeah. like everything's kind of been thrown out of whack, right? Like there was reports this week now suggesting that the headset thing won't show up until next year now. So, you know, coin toss on that one, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's possible they could decide to do that. I think, however, that the, the parameters of these chips are much better known now and that it's likely that they will still put an emphasis on power efficiency, you know, power per watt, because that's the whole strategy with all of these chips for them is efficiency. That's the only thing I was going to say, because I, I don't really know anything about how fast Apple can develop these chips in terms of how quickly they can get new ones out there. But yes, I don't think they would say screw power efficiency. Uh, I think they're very proud no, I don't think to so keep either. being green. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and they'll say, look at the amazing power we can get out of this and still maintain this great efficiency, but they won't take it to the point of being like, you remember, what was it? Was the Power yeah. Mac G4 or G5, the one that had the, <laughs> look, the water cooled system? Look in how it? many Bitcoin you can mine on this baby. <laughs> what I think the real power move would be is if uh, the new Mac Pro that comes out, you can also unplug for a few minutes if you need to, and it's still just fine. <laughs> <laughs> You get a 10-minute power buffer. Before it's got a UPS cool. in it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have one other listener question from Scott Bird, uh, apparently of the show Ozark. And uh, he says, hi, Lex, Dan, and Moltz. Hi. Uh, what are your thoughts on podcast theme music? 
I think a good one can go a long way in setting a tone and preparing the listener for the show. Is this about to be an insult? <laughs> nope. Okay. Yeah, really. That's what I was wondering. What was the process in coming up with the rebound theme? And have you all ever considered changing it? I ask not because your current theme isn't good, but because the Slate Political Gab Fest recently did this for the second time, I believe, and made me wonder why I haven't heard many podcasts do this. Their new theme is done by They Might Be Giants and oh. really is great, as you might expect. I didn't know this. <laughs> I realize not everyone can get TMBG to do their theme music, but if you all could get any person slash musician to make or band to make a new theme, who would it be? So there's a lot of things to break down there. I guess we'll go in or in order. First, what are our thoughts on podcast theme music? It's it's good. It's good. I like it. <laughs> well, I like I like a good theme song. I, I like it short. Yeah, exactly. I don't want it to be super yes. long. Yes. But like right. yeah, I agree that a catchy theme song gets you into the mood for that show. Like there's something to that. I think it depends. I think it depends on the kind of the kind of podcast it is. I don't think they all have to have them for sure. Yeah, I right. will say um, I know I've mentioned this show before, but the Australian D D show Dragon Friends has fantastic theme music that changes every season, but it's done by like they have like a really talented musician who works with them and like composes like full on like pop songs for the beginning of their shows and they're they're really good and really catchy. So uh, but that's I think that's an exception rather than than a rule. Dan and I stuff. um co-authored a theme for not playing with Lex and Dan. Yep. I have a theme song I'm very proud of for your daily Lex and for friendly competition. So when I'm going to write a theme song, I'm typically going to do something with a stupid rhyme and words in it of some sort. That's just how my brain works. <laughs> but Dan, I, there is a good story about how you originated the rebound theme. Well, I mean, in the sense that we, we got somebody to write it for us, but you gave Chris Breen specific <laughs> inspiration. I did. What did I tell him for this one? Now I'm blanking. Oh, I remember the story, and Dan doesn't. Okay. So Dan went yeah. to Chris Breen, I don't formerly of MacWorld. Oh, I do Apple, know what you're going to say. Yeah, and go he ahead. said, "I love the music of the show within a show on Sports Night." <laughs> right, true. and that's he true. wanted a theme song that was evocative of the Sports Night vibe. Yes. and that's what uh, Chris composed for. Now, us. an Easter egg is that this song, as well as the song, the theme song from Inconceivable, the quiz show I do that Lex is the scorekeeper for, both actually have names that are not public. Like, they've mm. never been disclosed mm -hmm. before. I think I know the name of the Rebounds theme song. I believe the Rebounds the theme the song the is Do the that Funky one. Dan. That is correct. The, the Rebound that theme is song correct, is yes. Do the Funky Dan Ten points. by Chris Bean. Yeah, so hold on. There you go. Ten points. <laughs> the Inconceivable theme song also has my name in it because that is apparently how Chris's brain Do works. the fuck you, Dan. <laughs> That's what that was called. Yeah. It's not. Uh, I'm looking it up now because I don't remember what the exact name is, but it's in the uh, it's in the project file in Logic for Inconceivable. And this mm. is me stalling as I open Logic while I'm on a podcast. <laughs> oh, no, and then, you know, just sort of narrate what I'm doing right now just and open a new of, template yeah. mm -hmm. and look at it. Right. And uh, it is... Why don't I edit this podcast right oh, now? That's a great call. I believe it is called Dan's Happy Song. <laughs> nice. And so you asked here, Scott Bird, uh, have we ever considered changing? I would not say that's come up. There was a time not that long ago, in the, in the past year or two, when I wrote lyrics to the Rebound theme song, when somebody who is in the Rebound Slack made reference to the fact that, and it took me years to realize that I do this, but I tend to write lyrics to songs that don't have them. I knew this for you in like five minutes of meeting you. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I mean, I knew that I did it. I just didn't notice that it was a thing, <laughs> but it's very clearly a thing. I've written lyrics to many, many instrumental TV show theme songs. And also, um, anybody who has an LG washer and dryer that was sold in like the last 10 years, it plays a, a very specific melody when it's finished. And oh, yeah. 
a couple years ago, my daughter Sierra reminded me that I once wrote lyrics to it, which she had memorized, which was, I finished your laundry. What are you going to do now? I finished your laundry. What will you do with your day? And so, <laughs> oh, great. Would she remind me of that? I have that every time yeah. our, our yeah. laundry is done, stuck in my head. So, I did once write lyrics to the rebound theme that John and Dan hated so much, I can't even begin to describe Which is good because I can't remember it, uh, but I stand assured. It, it I started can't technology. Yeah. Am I right? That was, that was, yep. that was All right. That, that sounds about it. Lex Friedman <laughs> level. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I will say if, if if we were not wrong, if they might be giants and best wishes to John Flansburg, who I know was injured in a car accident recently. I hope he makes a speedy recovery. But if they came to us and were like, we would write you a theme song, I think we would absolutely change the theme song. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. We'd, we'd ditch. Sorry. We Chris Breen who? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, I'd like the record to show that the, they might be giants have written me two theme songs. <laughs> So I'm just putting that out there. What record do you think that is? <laughs> do you think we uh, have a record? The, the rebound record? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Should sure. we play the rebound record theme song written by Bare Naked Ladies? <laughs> then the, the relevant question becomes, why haven't you had They Might Be Giants write a theme song for our show? Uh, Answer the question, Lex. Yeah, or, or Weird Al. Or Weird Al, yeah. yeah I, honestly, I mean, I, I think Weird Al writes a great theme song. He did, at least for the Weird Al show, among others. But uh, I don't know. I, again, I think it has to be short. And I think Weird Al excels yeah. at length with lyrics. So I don't know. I don't know. Who, I, I think the Maybe Giants are probably the right people to cover You would like to think that he excels at length, I bet. <laughs> I'm just going to let that lie. <laughs> wow. A, a, joke, a joke that made Lex <laughs> leave it untouched. That's pretty good, yeah, John. Really, yeah, yeah. I, I, would like that. I would like that noted for the record. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, now I'm trying to talk and write titles at the same time. <laughs> We have fun here, don't we? <laughs> Let's talk about logic some more. Okay. At least we do. I mean, I don't know if anybody else does. Uh, if you have a question, join Rebound Prime, prime.reboundcast.com. If you're a software engineer, you've been there. It's 9 p.m. You're finally unwinding from work, but then your phone buzzes with an alert. There's a new episode of the Re- No, that's not the alert. The alert says something's broken, and your mind's already racing at what could be wrong. Is it the network? Do you have slow running queries? Now the whole team's scrambling from tool to tool and messaging person after person to find and fix the issue. That won't happen if you get New Relic. New Relic combines 16 different monitoring products that you normally buy separately, so engineering teams can see across their entire software stack in one place. More importantly, you can pinpoint issues down to the line of code so you know exactly why the problem happened and can resolve it quickly. That's why the dev and ops teams at DoorDash, GitHub, Epic Games, and more than 14,000 other companies use New Relic to debug and improve their software. Whether you're in a cloud-native startup or a Fortune 500 company, it takes just five minutes to set up New Relic in your environment. That next 9 p.m. call is just waiting to happen. Get New Relic before it does. And you can get access to the whole New Relic platform and 100 gigabytes of data free forever, no credit card required. Sign up at newrelic.com rebound. That's N-E-W-R-E-L-I-C dot com rebound. That URL one more time newrelic.com slash rebound our thanks to new relic for their support of the rebound and github because github does good things so thanks for helping them out with their stuff every time we do that ad and i have done that ad read several times on another show i want to add like little foley sound effects where it's like you're settling down for your 9 9 p.m <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and it's just like what eh? no <laughs> oh no oh god no is it the back end Anyways, I don't know. I, I would enjoy that. Next time you do that ad read, I'm putting in little little sound effects. I can't wait. I do appreciate it. It says that we get to pick two of the things on their list of what the problem I want to read more, be. though, because those questions are great. I know. And they all, they're all intimidating. They're all my God, It could be any of them. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm I came home last night from walking the dog and uh, at 930 and a Sunday night. Oh, no. And I come and, into the and kitchen. And there's an episode of the rebound available? 
And I'm like, what is going on? And at first I thought it was the coffee maker that it was like on and hissing like it was, you know. And finally, I realized that once again, not the first time, but the hose to the ice maker was broken and spraying all all over the back of the wall and and dripping down into the finished part of the basement. I think I uh, speak for all of us when I say technology. Am I right? (laughs) The Mm, um, yeah. Anyway. Just like, yeah. There was a time not too long ago when I was hearing a strange sound inside my house. That was more like a high-pitched scream, like, like awful. And I was like, what the hell could it be? And then I realized it's the hose that I had intentionally running outside. And when I turned off the hose, I noticed that it um, it had a little bit of, of post-hose drip for a while. <laughs> Listen, we're all getting older. <laughs> We've um, all been there. But so That's it's, age. It's, um, Is this an ad read? <laughs> nope. <laughs> the, <laughs> the fine folks it keeps. I don't know. So the... um. Him, so she said him. Anyway, so he, uh, I turn the hose off, but it, it drips for a while. I don't like it. And then the next time I'm using the hose, it also is leaking a bit right from the spigot. I don't like that either. And I mentioned this to my father-in-law at a meal, and he's like, I'm going to come by because I think I can fix it. So he comes by, unannounced, of course, unscheduled. And we turn the hose on. I show him, look, you can see where it's leaking. Then turn it off. But now it won't stop running. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you came. Now, honestly, it's not his fault, right? It's clearly the next time I turn on the hose, this was going to happen. But he was yeah, there, was so I associate anyway. it with him. Yeah. And it just won't stop. So I have to go and shut the water off. Let the record show, that same record. <laughs> I have a finished basement. We sheetrocked it. And when the guy sheetrocked my basement and you know finished up the basement, he put in access panels for everything. A couple years ago, I noted that he didn't put in an access panel for the rear hose shut off so i made him come back in and he's like i don't want to make an extra hole so let me i just want to make the one hole so let me figure out exactly where it's going to be and he's like i got it it is right here and he cuts the hole and then he immediately says shit and i'm like well i'm guessing that wasn't it <laughs> like okay i see it's got to be right down here so he cuts the second hole and that time he says <sighs> so the second hole is not where the shutoff is but you can reach your hand in like come up at a 90 degree angle and then shut off the hose. Great. So it's very fucking annoying, <laughs> but it's there. So I have to go in. And of course I can't remember. Is it the ceiling one or is it the wall one? Now I've made a note, so I won't ever forget again, but I went to the ceiling panel first. That was not the right one. I had to go to the wall one and then I couldn't find it. So finally I shut it off. Once I got it repaired, which was only $500 to replace the entire hose bigot. Oh, perfect. Basically the cost of one of Moltz's new iPads. <laughs> I now noted that when the hose is on, it doesn't make With a high pitched scream. Yeah. So I think that was the, <laughs> I think that's a note. If anything in your kitchen area, because that's where the hose is on the other side of the house, if anything in your kitchen area is screaming, it's a hose. That's what I think Moltz and I have learned. <laughs> if it's a horrible sound that's, that you yeah, can't trace, it's a hose. True. Yep. Or, or it's a child. Yeah. Or a <laughs> small animal has become entrapped somewhere in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. I still got stuck on the part where you said we sheetrocked it because it sounded like, like you were giving yourself a compliment. <laughs> we sheetrocked it. Well, I mean, a lot of times with the basement, you do a drop ceiling to make access to some things easier. Yep. But we didn't do that. Nope. And uh, yeah. Now you know. It's mostly been fine. Nothing is half the yeah. battle. Except when it's not. Yep. Sometimes it's only two thirds. Well, that's been Household Corner. Our guest has been yeah. Bob Vila, but he's yeah. been very quiet. <laughs> You guys are all idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. You know nothing of my work. He's stunned. You can't say anything because he's just stunned at the incompetence. Next time we're going to get Al Borland. <laughs> That's all the time we have for three minutes. Yeah, we're done, I guess. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> guys got any... Uh, any that other? Apple that was like two weeks ago. What the I hell know, are we supposed to talk hell? about now? We got nothing. I was going to ask if you had any more takeaways from WWDC. Any more thoughts? I believe that Apple's going to do more fully live events. I've been thinking about it for a while. And watched a lot of the the talk show, and I did get the vibe from them that they would like to do more live things. So I think maybe I think they will always have some 
healthy video production, but I think they're going to do some more live stuff. That um, I talked to a couple people you know, about that theater, and that theater is like super tricked out. I mean, all the cameras and everything they've got them on like uh, tracks, like to the, in the ceiling, so they can move them mm-hmm. like during the course of it. Like they're like I think controlled like remotely. It's a really nice space. That video looked great. I mean, I, I skimmed through a little bit, but it was extremely high quality so i saw somebody tweet about that theater where the talk show recorded that episode it said that because of the way it was set up they didn't need any microphones no they had microphones. i wasn't quite sure what that they meant. all had microphones okay they're wearing so, i think they're all wearing lapel <laughs> mics yeah i don't know what that's about <laughs> that's a joke probably yeah yeah i noticed one thing which is when it, when i was there i don't know if this is apparent on the audio stream or not but like they were definitely struggling a little bit with levels at times because like somebody would be too loud and then the next time like somebody else would start talking and then when that first person would start talking again they'd have to bring the levels up so they'd start talking and be a little quiet and then it would get louder again as they sort of raise the volume i think i wondered if it was because the mics were too sensitive like we're picking up feedback or something i think it was mainly jaws and and federighi because i think i guess they were maybe closer together so i don't know but i did notice that mm-hmm. well in the in the live production but that may or may not be apparent in the post-produced version I would say in the post-produced version, it was not. Yeah. So I, I, they were, I mean, it's really well produced. I thought the whole thing was really well put together. I am fascinated by the decision. I mean, I know John did it because there was no other option, right? Like if you want to do the show live, there's not really a place and you can't really handle all the protocols. Like that was the reason I think, you know, that he was doing it at Apple's. They already have everything in place to do all the checks for negative tests and all that sort of stuff. But it is weird a little bit to have it i feel like on stage at apple like i don't think john is the kind of person who is gonna pull any punches as a result certainly but i can understand other places feeling more perhaps more beholden if they you know were in a situation where apple was giving them the platform to do so so i don't know that's the question is what will john do next year because i thought overall it was great it looked great it sounded a great interview if i could have changed the interview where i would have no i'm just kidding um the (laughs) i i wonder if i don't think it's a step down to do it at another separate venue although there's something very cool about doing it there but i i agree i there is something there's something about i don't question john's journalistic ethics at all and i think you're exactly right dan he would ask them difficult questions regardless uh the same way that you know reporters will ask shitty questions in the white house briefing room but it's it's just, it's different <laughs> we were on their stage right sure. I, it looked yeah, like they right. made the background and not him <laughs> like, well a lot of people took shots at john several years ago when like uh i think he's some of his shows were sponsored by azure right like right. they're like oh microsoft you know it's like it doesn't change what he's doing it's, it's an advertiser no. You know, it doesn't change what yeah. we're doing by New Relic, but it does change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean the the, dy- the dynamic. The Listen, dyna- I laugh every time when I have to say Epic Games and all that. It makes I me know, laugh every I single time on do. the show. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, like you know, it was when they, they have a problem it with Apple. When we don't. That, I mean, yeah, I know. We don't. It's we, not like they're an enemy of ours or anything. Exactly. Not yet. <laughs> not just, yet. Yeah. They know what they did. I mean, the difference is, I don't think because. <laughs> Neither of you have been well. The AWC is in San Jose, right? Neither of you attended. No, no yeah. did not. Okay, so no. I mean, the venue that John did it in in San Jose, which is the California Theater, is like gorgeous and a huge. Like it's like uh, eleven hundred people, and this place was about a hundred and maybe one hundred and fifty. So like, it's obviously a much bigger venue. It's also like is really gorgeous old theater, et cetera, et cetera. So I can understand why there's an appeal to that, but like you know, again, simply coming down to the practicalities of holding an event during the pandemic it's yeah. like yeah i can't i can't set up an infrastructure to check 1100 people to make sure they all tested negative right that's yeah. a pain in the ass so but it, it does raise a question i know they were talking a little bit about this on upgrade this week too is like all the ancillary stuff that used to happen around wwdc 
if your event is at Apple, like I'll tell you right now, there's nothing around Apple Park. It's a fucking wasteland. Like there's a there's like a strip mall on one side, basically. <laughs> but the rest of it, a lot of it's residential area, right? There's no other venue in Cupertino for like, let's have a show and have it over here. Um, because there's not really a gravitational like pull to like in the same way that you go to, you know, in previous years, maybe you've gone to a conference and like there's a bar, right, that everybody goes to, or the hotel lobby that people yeah. like meet in, right, and serendipitously run into each other. Cupertino does not facilitate that. The whole place you know, the, all of Apple Park is controlled by Apple, so it's not like you would spend a lot of time wandering around running into people randomly. And there's not really a good place to be like, I'm going to sit here and just hang out. Like, there's a little bit of a cafe at the uh, visitor center, but it doesn't really, it doesn't need to have, like, food. <laughs> uh, so there are some, there are some challenges. It has very small amounts of food, but it doesn't have, like a, like, a meal. You can get, like, a snack. So, you know, it's not like you have to go off campus to get other stuff and it's just like well is there a place right and and so i don't know i mean i think the ancillary events are the big question for me is how much of a hand does apple want to have in all the stuff that goes on around wwdc but is not officially sort of sanctioned by apple versus i don't know do people will go to san jose and set up like a parallel track there because again i think even if they have a live event i don't think it will be a full week again right i think the online class session stuff is so accessible and so popular that it doesn't make sense to to dial that back to having in-person sessions. That seems like a a step in the wrong direction. So, you know, if you're inviting people out for a couple of days, that's great. But is there a room for other stuff to happen around there, like as part of the community? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I, the what was the other podcast with underscore and... Oh, Under the Radar? Under the Radar, right. I, I Those are the only two that I know taped on Apple's premises. Um, Mac Power users tape there as it connected i believe oh cool so i mean i think it's uh, if they have like they have the developer center they want to encourage developers to Mm -hmm. interact with them more and more great and letting folks who have podcasts do those shows there and giving them extremely rare access to apple humans to talk on the record for sure it's all like i think it's 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 the the apple equivalent of fan service right it's i think it's there's no downside for them there people are i'm sure go through i mean listen i had to go through hours of media training to be able to speak at podcast conferences uh working where i work um and there's literally specific words we don't say when we present on behalf of the company where i work and i learned all those i'll I tell you guess after. one of them but. <laughs> you actually you probably couldn't believe it or not it would really surprise you if they're normal regular words right. that we don't use what anyway is yeah there are no <laughs> can't, no can't use any cat. word with a letter e in it <laughs> no past participles but so the but I, I don't know i think it's i think it's great i don't think there's any downside for apple i don't think there's any downside for the shows either like i, I really did not feel and i've, I've talked on the show a couple times about when i think jack dorsey was shitty at the white house like there he was on obama stage he was there because the white house had invited him and so when he was interviewing obama and asking zero follow-up questions and not even listening to the answers that felt like not news that felt like something else like performance art in a way that i really thought was bad despite you know liking obama just fine but here where it's you know when it's gruber or these other folks talking to apple execs even though it's on their property, it felt very much like those folks were ready to ask them whatever they wanted. And sure. Did not feel yeah. intimidated. So yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think that's. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, just, I don't understand why that would be a thing that, like, uh, that would happen. Like, why would he suddenly decide not to ask certain questions just because he's a 
in their venue. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, yeah. I can I can totally understand why that might happen in other cases. People who are worried about, say, having yeah. access. I, I don't suppose. think any of these cases yeah. are specific cases in which that is a concern. But it it is something that could potentially look like a conflict of interest if your event is being effectively yeah. subsidized yeah. by the company that you are covering, right? I don't think that's the case, but I can see why the appearance of that exists. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think we can all agree Gruber was paid <laughs> off. If you're going to worry about that, I, I, I mean, if you're going to worry about that, I think you should just go to the talk show uh, webpage and look at the prices that he charges for advertising. Yes. No, I, I in the specific case of John, I, am, I don't think he cares. <laughs> I don't think he cares about them subsidizing anything. No, I don't think he does either. But I, and I'm not again, I said in this particular instance, I don't think it's a concern, but I can understand why there are, you know, <laughs> If you had a, a, a company, you know, a podcast that talked about Microsoft and it was like held by a place by run by Microsoft or something like that or sponsored or run at a Microsoft venue, I think you might have a different perception of that than you would have if it were an independent podcast. Actually, if any of you is, is talking to uh, Cooper in the near future, you might want to mention that his talk show page on Daring Fireball does not link to his most recent episode from Apple Park. It's still the Malt <laughs> oh, episode. Really? Well, that's the, high, that's the high roller <laughs> awesome. right there. I mean, that's the... <laughs> The attraction. Oh, I guess I People should are like, you gotta check out the latest I, episode of the talk show that I appear on that podcast from time to time. I should probably note that <laughs> he gets paid so much. Yeah, speaking too. of it's speaking crazy. of conflicts of interest, yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> You're worried about All conflicts of interest. It's how great John is. I don't yeah, get. It. I mean, it's weird, John, that you would defend him <laughs> because Lex and I have never been on that show, and I think you'll find we tend to speak our minds. Again, you know what you did. <laughs> I, I still don't. Anyway. Yeah, I did get to see that podcast studio, by the way, where they recorded, and it's very nice. It's a very nice studio. There are some pictures online, too, I think, from some imagine. of the shows that I would imagine. were there. Anyways, maybe next yeah. year, guys. <laughs> Lex and I will be there, and we'll remote John in, because he won't travel anywhere. Oh, you know what? He just hasn't published the audio of this episode at all. It's only the video still. That's what it is. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, the, you, you need the real feed. experience. You don't get Craig Federighi's hair over audio, let me tell you. I uh, just want to note also that uh, the talk show on Apple Podcasts. Why are we has, doing? Uh, are we doing? Are we doing shilling for I, him? Do we get paid? We're doing ads for him. You, yeah, you right. let me finish. It has a, a three point six rating, and the rebound on Apple Podcasts has a four point five rating. Just want to put that out there. So. All right, I retract my statement. I apologize. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except I'm one of the reasons why the, the talk show has a low rating. <laughs> Wait, but how are you one of the reasons that we're not like five stars? Is that <laughs> it could be? Do you ding us could like be. point four stars? Is that what happened? It's possible. Like this show would be great if it weren't for moles. <laughs> we just never, just never asked that question before. Well, rebound, Prime listeners. Now's your chance. <laughs> 